Hey, I'm Melissa. I'm Jam. And I'm a chemist. And I'm not. And welcome to Chemistry for Your Life. The podcast that helps you understand the chemistry of your everyday life. Okay, Jam. For some reason, I expected you to say bonus edition. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Jam. Today we are going to be talking about Shout out to my new coworker, Adriana C. Okay. Who gave me this idea. Nice. She asked if we could do an episode on the chemistry of Tums. Tums. But I'm going to expand it to all the antacid family. Okay. And part of why I'm going to do that is because I had a friend in grad school who loved Alka-Seltzer. Interesting. But so she loved Alka-Seltzer. She would take it anytime her stomach was upset and- Uh I read the ingredients once and was confused by one of the ingredients. Interesting. And I think I figured out why it's in there today. So that's why I'm kind of excited to do today's episode. Okay. I don't I don't know much about antacids. I feel like I've known that word forever. But one thing that to me is strange is like at least Alka-Seltzer mm-hmm. to me seems really old school. Yeah. Tums is kind of current. Like it's it's evergreen to me. It feels like people still use that. <laughs> But the idea of throwing some, you know, uh, Alka-Seltzer into a glass and that's like old movies and I kind of associate with like my grandparents. And like, I don't know. There's something about it that at least in my experience seems like kind of outdated, <laughs> but I don't know why. I don't think it is outdated. I mean, it doesn't seem outdated to me, but that's because I had a roommate in grad school who used it yeah. twice a week probably, yeah. which is probably more than she should have. <laughs> right. I mean, I've never used it. I've never once had Alka-Seltzer. I've used Alka-Seltzer, but I don't use it for if my stomach is is upset. I've used it. There's Alka-Seltzer cold medicine mm. that I've used. And do you ever use it just because it looks cool when you drop it in? No, but there is a conversation about that coming up in this episode. Okay, nice. Okay. So are you ready? Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> you just need a little time to get there? Yeah. Okay, so first, before we talk about this, we're going to kind of review something, which is what is an acid? Okay. There's a few definitions of acid, but the most basic one, uh-huh. the def- that definition of an acid is something that generates protons. Did you get why I was laughing? No. There's lots of definitions of an acid, but the most basic one. Oh, I get it. <laughs> that was an accident. <laughs> I'm really earnestly trying to teach you not make puns over here. <laughs> Sorry. I'm like looking out for them. And then I just was thinking, oh, that's funny. That's a purpose. I but, guess the simplest one, the yes. one they teach you first in chemistry. Got it. Got it. I'm this, back in the zone. All right. This definition. And that's something that generates protons. Okay. So a proton, it, there's protons in every atom, mm-hmm. but in hydrogen specifically, Instead of having protons, neutrons, and electrons, mm-hmm. which make up most atoms, all that's in hydrogen, the atom, is one proton and one electron. Okay. So if hydrogen loses its electron, it just becomes a proton floating around. Oh, weird. I know. Hmm. It's just a positively charged particle, essentially. Yeah. So... The most common way to represent a proton is just H plus to denote as a hydrogen atom that's lost its electron. Mm, okay. Leaving behind just a proton. I think in the past you've also said acids are very like positive 
and they mm-hmm. want because that's not what they want to be, but they are that they want some electrons. Yes. They want to kind of balance back out. Yes. So they are hungry for electrons. Yes. Okay. Okay. I was trying to connect that to some of the other lessons we've had. Yes. About acids and stuff like that. And we'll talk about that in when we talk about what the antacids are doing. Okay. Okay. Cool. Okay. So when we eat, our stomach produces acid. Mm-hmm. It triggers this release of acid and it's to help break down food, but also it triggers some enzymes that only work in a certain range of acidity. Mm-hmm. So you have to have that acid in your stomach to accomplish both of those goals. Okay. So when we eat, acid is released in the form of protons into our stomach. There's also, because it's positively charged, sometimes there's chlorine atoms also mm-hmm. that are negatively charged, chlorine ions mm-hmm. that are released. So sometimes people will say it's hydrochloric acid in your stomach. Oh, I see. But in its natural form, the hydrogen and the chloride, they're not together. Okay. It's H plus is by itself and then there's Cl minus floating around also. Okay. They kind of exist in a disassociated state. Okay. So we're going to focus just on the protons that are floating around, the H plus. H plus, got it. Okay, so when you eat, your stomach triggers the release of these protons. Well, I guess your body triggers the release of these protons into your stomach. Mm -hmm. They're all floating around in there trying to help you digest everything. Okay. But if you eat too much, you could have too much acid in your stomach. Okay. Or something that happens to me a lot because I love acidic food like tomatoes and limes. Mm -hmm. Love ceviche. Love tacos with a bunch of lime juice on top. I'm a lime kind of a girl. Uh Uh-huh. Your stomach can have too much acid because you've ingested it and it's pumping acid out. Got it. Got it. Got it. So what, by whatever means, if you have too much acid in your stomach, that can damage your stomach lining, mm-hmm. which is a mucous membrane, which is kind of gross, but it has a more neutral acidity. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty amazing that it doesn't just get destroyed constantly. Mm-hmm. Reading my, I think it's my biochemistry textbook to prepare for this episode I read that your stomach lining is fully renewed every few days. Oh, wow. That's how quickly those cells turn over to, to keep going. When I yeah. mean, they're in contact with hydrochloric acid, basically, which is intense. You would yeah. not touch that with your finger. Right, right. It would burn you. It yeah. would hurt really bad. Yeah, dang. Interesting. So it's pretty impressive that we can just handle that. It's also why when people say really extremes, such as, oh, you never want to do this or you always want to do this. One of those extremes would be you never want to touch acid, but you have acid in your stomach all the time. Yeah, yeah. You're always touching acid, sort of. Yes, exactly. So there's a subtlety to chemistry that, you know, this kind of brings out that I appreciate. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) So anyway, this is going on in your stomach. And if you have too much, it can damage that stomach lining. And that happened to me. My stomach lining was damaged and they call it indigestion. And I could feel... When the food hit my stomach, I could feel the burn start from the top of it and then expand to cover my whole stomach. And then as it went into the rest of my digestive tract, the burning would go away. Oh, interesting. I'd only ever met other people who'd experienced heartburn and that wasn't the right symptoms for heartburn. Mm, Right, right. Because what happens with heartburn is that overflow of acid comes back up through your esophagus. Right. So you kind of feel it up here. Right. Yeah. So there's kind of, just for the people at home, when he said up here, he was pointing at the top of his yeah. chest. I thought of that right after. I was like, 
Um, yeah, <laughs> kind of where your heart is, you know? Up here. <laughs> yes, exactly. So those are the two ways people experience negative symptoms from too much acid in their stomachs. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Usually it's heartburn or it's a burning stomach. Got it. So if I've never experienced either of those, am I superhuman in some way? You probably just have a good digestive system. Nice. I'll take it. Bad digestive systems run in my family, so. So, I mean, so it's kind of is like a superpower to have. Or maybe the rest of us are just subhuman power. Mm, okay. And you're just highly functioning at the way you should be power. Yeah. I mean, I'll take it. If I had to choose some superpowers, I would pick this one. If I had to like. Mm, if, the, if, if picking something else meant that I didn't have a good digestive system, I think I'd pick it. Yeah. If I could pick a superpower, it would be to eat as a hobby instead of eating to survive. Mm, mm-hmm. But I have wondered if that would take away some of the joy when you're really hungry. Yeah. Because if you're eating as a hobby, you never would get really hungry. Yeah. Yeah. But it'd be so convenient. I wouldn't yeah. have to pack lunch. I wouldn't have to meal prep. I could only eat when I felt like it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, you know? Yeah. hundred <laughs> percent. Okay, it doesn't really sound like a power, but yeah, I get it. <laughs> we're well off topic. But so to come back, uh-huh. When you have those negative symptoms from too much acid in your stomach, acid coming back up your your esophagus, mm-hmm. then you take an antacid. Okay, right. Which is supposed to counteract the effects of an acid. What you're taking is just a base. Okay. And this base, there's a few different definitions of a base, but one that I think works really well here is it something that is going to have enough electrons to react with your proton. Mm -hmm. So it's going to give electrons to your acid, which will then form a new molecule. Okay. Okay. We've talked about this before when we talked about cakes Mm -hmm. An acid and a base reacts from your baking powder or baking soda. It forms a more neutral product and what else? Do you remember? Um, it was carbon dioxide? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So it, it reacts to form first carbonic acid, uh-huh. which is H2CO3. Uh-huh. And that will further break down to H2O and CO2. Right. I remembered the H2O part also somehow. Maybe that's because it was one of our earlier yeah. episodes, so I didn't have quite as much chemistry knowledge knocking around in there, but... And I, re- I rearranged it for you. I drew out the hydrogen and carbon and oxygen and yeah. showed you how it moves around to get it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. So that could be part of it too. So the same thing essentially happens when you take an antacid. You're doing oh. baking soda, baking powder reaction or the volcano and baking soda reaction. Uh-huh. You're doing that in your stomach. So if you chew a Tums, the main ingredient in Tums is calcium carbonate. Uh-huh. The carbonate is CO3. Mm-hmm. It can bond with two protons. Okay. Meaning it makes H2CO3. Okay. It's negatively charged before it finds the protons. Once it finds the protons, those negative charges are neutralized. Okay. The H2CO3 breaks down into H2O and CO2. Mm. Okay. Which means it's taking these positive charges the acid in your stomach that's making things feel really bad mm-hmm. and it's just turned it into some salt. We didn't talk about that. There's some salt byproducts in there, some water and some gas. Okay. And that's it. Huh. Interesting. 
It is interesting. Now, have you, well, you haven't taken one, but for people who have taken these, they'll know that one of the way that your pain seems to be relieved is also you start to belch. You can burp up gas. Ah. So part of that is you may have already had some gas from the food breaking down in there, but when your reaction happens between the acid and the base, which is a very quick reaction, it happens as soon as that base hits your stomach, the carbon dioxide is formed and then that triggers you to belch. So it will relieve Mm. some of the other gas as well. Got it. Got it. Okay. So the acid and the base combine essentially to make neutral byproducts, Mm -hmm. taking the very acidic thing in your stomach and the basic thing that you swallowed Mm -hmm. and turning them into neutral and relieving your pain. Okay. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. Okay. Do you want to take a stab at telling that back to me? And then we can talk about the magic of Alka-Seltzer. Yes. I love to. So in our stomachs, when we are experiencing the symptoms of a stomach ache, um, or heartburn, something like that, that mm-hmm. would fall in the category of too much acid yep. in our stomach. In order to balance that out, we need to introduce a base. Yep. Um, the acid in our stomach is this positively charged, like this H plus. Mm-hmm. does not have an electron. It's just this H plus floating around. No electrons. It's sad. And then also is the... Chlorine positively charged also or just the hydrogen? Chlorine is negatively charged. So it exists as the hydrogen has sort of given up. Mm. You can think of it has given up its electrons to the chlorine. So the chlorine has stole them. Got it. And is hanging out in there. So we take a Tums or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. It's a base. An antacid is a Mm -hmm. base. Which as we ingest it, introduces mm-hmm. electrons that can be given to these electronless yes hydrogen yes molecules atoms and then that reaction one gives electrons to them but say want mm-hmm. and also creates these neutral i guess results or byproducts at the yes. same time mhm yes um, one of them being H2O or water mm-hmm. or the, and the other one being CO2, carbon dioxide. Yes. Which is a gas mm-hmm. and we start to kind of burp it up mm-hmm. as that reaction is happening. Mm-hmm. And then slowly the sort of pH of our stomach starts to get back into a normal a realm. normal range. Yep. That does not, is not as painful. Yep. Discomfort. That's exactly right. Sweet. I will say, I know that the chlorine ions and the hydrogen ions, the the protons, uh-huh. are introduced into the stomach in separate mechanisms. Okay. So I don't know for sure if this happens, but I think there might could be an excess of the, of the protons. Mm-hmm. Or I think in nature, when you have hydrochloric acid, it exists in the quote unquote disassociated state. Okay. So they're not really... Interested in recombining with the chlorine to neutral. It's not going to neutralize it back out the same way it does with the carb, carbonic acid or with the carbonate to create carbonic acid. Okay. Got it. Okay. So 
you got it. That's it. That's how antacids, it's basically you're doing the volcano reaction in your stomach. Yeah. That's crazy to think about. They've been the same (laughs) thing. Because obviously, because it's like seeing the volcano reaction seems like something you don't want to be seeing in your stomach. Like yeah. if, you were like, if you were to say like, hey, I want that to happen in your stomach? It'd kind of be like, no, I don't think that sounds like a good idea. <laughs> I know. I tried to think of an, a good analogy. And the best thing I could come up with was, is almost as if the protons are angry because they don't have the electrons. And mm-hmm. so they're doing damage Yeah, yeah and yeah. they're messing things up. And then they get this basic comes in and calms them down and mm-hmm. they stop messing around and yeah. messing things up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But it, it, that didn't really help with the visualizing of the electrons moving. So I just kind of, you know, gave up on it. <laughs> it's like all the H plus atoms or whatever are like a kid that doesn't have a toy. Yes. And they're just like, I mean, one thing is good about a kid having toys. They have something to do. They have something to yes. their attention on. All these kids are just like running around your stomach, bored to death, mm-hmm. mad because they don't have a toy. Yep. So they're just messing stuff up. Yes. For instance, like... My son, when he doesn't have a toy, will do things like, you know, take Kleenexes out of the Kleenex box and tear them up. <laughs> Stuff like that. Just starts Throw like, all the coasters on the floor. Yes. Makes toys out of other things. <laughs> so then we in, inject, we ingest something that has tons of extra toys mm-hmm. to give. And then all these kids become happy, non-destructive yes. versions. Because of. you need them in there, just like children. You yeah. need them in the world. You need acidity in your stomach for your digestive system to go. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you don't want to cancel it out completely. Mm-hmm. You just want it to stop going crazy. Yeah. 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 And that's why, although you could just probably take baking soda and mix it up in water and drink some of that and you don't have to take the antacid. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't mess with that because I don't know the dosage that you really uh, need to yeah. neutralize it out, you know? Right. 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 Plus, if you take a Tums, they're chewy and taste like fruit flavors. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so now here's the mystery. And I want to see if you can think of what is happening here. Okay. Alka-Seltzer still has the base. Mm-hmm. It also has aspirin, okay. which is nice. Like if you're experiencing pain, it will help relieve some of that with the aspirin. Mm-hmm. But it also has citric acid. Interesting. As an active ingredient, which has always been weird to me because why would you put acid in a base that you're trying to neutralize your stomach with? Yeah. So can you come up with something that you think that would be there for? Okay. So one thing that seems different to me about Mm Alka-Seltzer is that you put it in water Mm -hmm. and you're not just eating it like Tums. Right. So it seems like maybe that might be why you'd want the other ingredient, but I'm trying to think of why you're putting it into something somewhat neutral, but it does start to react. It does start, you to, start react. to see the bubbles happening. Mm-hmm. So clearly a reaction starts before you've even ingested any of it. Yes. Is that somewhere in there? That's it. Okay. So they put the acid in with the base to make the carbon dioxide, the same thing that's happening in your stomach. Mm-hmm is happening in front of your eyeballs Mm -hmm. before you even drink it. And it's to make that drink bubblier. Mm, Okay. Which one makes it tastier. Mm -hmm. Citric acid also is that something that makes lemons and lime sour. So it can give it a little bit of a lemony taste, I think, or at least a soury taste. Mm -hmm. And the bubbliness of it, can help disperse the aspirin throughout the solution so that you are 
more quickly getting that into your bloodstream. Oh, nice. Okay. Wow. At least that's what I read on the Alka-Seltzer website. So hopefully that's accurate. Okay. Interesting. Huh. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was interesting, but I also thought it gives you this bubbly drink that I would rather have that than just the powder mixed into water. Yeah, totally. Yeah. You know? So that's the difference with Alka-Seltzer is it wants the reaction to happen before mm-hmm. it gets into your body. Got it. Got but it. But then there's enough excess base that it still reacts when it gets into your body. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's not like you're making the problem worse. The citric acid is well overwhelmed by the amount of base in the... Okay. Cool. Cool. But also when I was researching this, there was a Reddit thread where someone asked if you could use Alka-Seltzer to make your flat soda bubbly again. Oh, interesting. What'd they say? Well, you know, it's just a person asking if you could do it, what mm-hmm. people's thoughts are. And my professional opinion is I think you could <laughs> because all the flat soda is missing truly is the carbonation, I yeah. think. Yeah. So I think it would work, but then you'd also have the weird flavor that comes along with that. It's mm-hmm. not just, you know, there's excess of the base in there. Right, right. And, so, and the citric acid maybe has a little bit of a flavor and who knows if they have other things to make it flavored, how that would negatively impact Mm -hmm. your beverage. Mm -hmm. And you'd be drinking aspirin regularly when you shouldn't. Right. But I feel like if you just wanted to try it and see, Mm -hmm. that would be kind of a fun experiment. (laughs) So we have like those lemon lime seltzers. Yes. I wonder what happened if you, even if before it's like, so it's still carbonated when it's not flat yet. If you added one, what would, well, I think they carbonate to a point where it is really carbonated. Mm -hmm. Like, as much air as you can dissolves in a lot of those. Mm-hmm. So it probably wouldn't make it much more carbonated. I don't mm, think, okay. I think the bubbles would probably just escape because yeah. there is a level of gas that can dissolve in your mm. solution. At mm-hmm. some point it stops. Yeah. But I think if you let it go flat and then put it in there, it could put the bubbles back in. Got it. Interesting. I think if you did it with something like that, that's like flavored that way, it might not be as weird of a flavor. Yeah. Like, Citric acid might not be that weird with like a lemon lime yeah. seltzer. Huh. But but you don't want to just take aspirin when you don't need it. Right. 100%. I'm not curious enough to do that when I don't need it. But I am yeah. just theoretically curious. Theoretically, I'm curious. Like, should we take some flat Dr. Pepper, throw an Alka-Seltzer in and just take like a sip? Yeah. I think maybe so. Chemistry at home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> So that is your chemistry lesson for this week. It's all about the chemistry of antacids and how they release your sad stomach pain. Nice. Dude, very cool. Well, in another antidote to sad things, uh-huh. not sad acidy stomachs, but sad weeks. Did you uh-huh. have a happy week? Is there something fun you could share with us? Yes. Yeah, so this one's not about me per se, but it does affect me. Okay. Which is that my wife recently got a new job. Yay. She definitely got it already, but she will not start for like several more weeks. Yes. But the good news about it is just a little better for our schedules right now. And that's worth being excited about. It's yeah. going to be part of the same, you know, same medical like system or whatever that she's right. been a part of. So she's kind of more like transferring. Not a big financial change or anything nope. like that. No huge changes other than just the fact that schedule wise, we at least right now, our hypothesis, <laughs> chemistry, <laughs> science, you know, <laughs> is that it will be better for our schedules because we take turns watching our son and neither of us, we both work and then we both watch him and we don't do daycare. So it's like, yeah, yeah. So, you know, it's a delicate balance and we're hoping that it will be better. So 
That is very exciting. Yeah. And maybe I'll see her more too. Yes, maybe. That's always my hope. Yeah. <laughs> Me to too, actually. <laughs> I also like when I see her more <laughs> and when you see her more. Yes. Both of those are good things. So that's mine. What about you? Well, mine's also about a new thing. Nice. But it's not about a new job. Okay, cool. I got, I inherited hand-me-down uh-huh. shelves from a friend. Uh-huh. She was moving out and we were moving in. We've had these shelves. We haven't done anything with them. Uh huh. And we finally hung them up in our living room. Nice. I also figured out a shelf solution for a different area of our home. It's not really closet, but it's a weird inlet between a bathroom and a uh-huh. bedroom. I don't know. It just is a weird space. Uh-huh. And we're going to be able to make our own shelves and put them up there. Nice. Because my husband's really good at woodworking. Uh-huh. And we'll be able to display all of our beloved books there. Nice. And have an opportunity to declutter. So that's always exciting. Nice. Yes, that is always exciting. So mine's all about new shelves. Nice. They look really cute in our house. I get to put plants all over them, which is good because they were overrunning other spaces in our home. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It's going to be perfect. Nice. Nice. So yay, new jobs, new shelves. Yes. (laughs) Very cool. Yeah. So I'm really excited. I also was very excited to do this episode with you guys today and to finally figure out why there was acid in Alka-Seltzer. So (laughs) (laughs) thanks so much for coming and learning to you, Jim, and to all of our listeners for learning about how, what antacids do in your stomach. And thank you for teaching us and for sort of unlocking the mystery of one, why the acid's in there, which I did not even know is a thing. (laughs) And two, just a general sense of how we can help not have upset stomachs. So that's awesome. And if you have any ideas or questions or thoughts or whatever of potential chemistry episode ideas, please don't hesitate to reach out to us on Gmail, Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook at chem for your life. That's chem F O R your life to share your thoughts and ideas. If you'd like to help us keep our show going and contribute to cover the costs of making it go to ko ficom slash chem for your life and donate the cost of a cup of coffee. If you're not able to donate, you can still help us by subscribing on your favorite podcast app and rating and writing a review on Apple Podcasts. That also helps us to share chemistry with even more people. This episode of Chemistry for Your Life was created by Melissa Collini and Jam Robinson. References for this episode could be found in our show notes or on our website. Jam Robinson is our producer, and we'd like to give a special thanks to A. Collini and V. Garza, who reviewed this episode.